0: Good morning and welcome to Walking with Jesus through the Word, one chapter per day. I'm Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. It is day 766 and we're coming to Isaiah 66 and Psalm 111. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your love, for your word, for this time, for the blessing it is to be with you every day. Please write your word on our hearts by the power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Isaiah 66, we finish this wonderful, great book today. Thus says the Lord, Heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. What is the house that you would build for me? And what is the place of my rest? All these things my hand has made, and so all these things came to be, declares the Lord. But this is the one to whom I will look, he who is humble humble, and contrite in spirit, who trembles at my word. He who slaughters an ox is like he who kills a man. He who sacrifices a lamb, like one who breaks a dog's neck. He who presents a grain offering, like one who offers pig's blood. He who makes a memorial offering of frankincense, like one who blesses an idol. They have chosen their own ways, and their soul delights in their abominations, I also will choose harsh treatment for them and bring their fears upon them. Because when I called, no one answered. When I spoke, they did not listen. But they did what was evil in my eyes and chose that in which I did not delight. Hear the word of the Lord, you who tremble at his word. Your brothers who hate you and cast you out for my name's sake have said, Let the Lord be glorified that we may see your joy but it is they who shall be put to shame the sound of an uproar from the city a sound from the temple the sound of the Lord rendering recompense to his enemies before she was in labor she gave birth before her pain came upon her she delivered a son who has heard such a thing Who has seen such joy? Shall a land be born in one day? Shall a nation be brought forth in a moment? For as soon as Zion was in labor, she brought forth her children. Shall I bring to the point of birth and not cause to bring forth, says the Lord? Shall I who cause to bring forth shut the womb, says your God? Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad for her. All you who love her, rejoice with her in joy All you who mourn over her, that you may nurse and be satisfied from her consoling breast, that you may drink deeply with delight from her glorious abundance. For thus says the Lord, Behold, I will extend peace to her like a river, and the glory of the nations like an overflowing stream. And you shall nurse, you shall be carried upon her hip and bounced upon her knees, as one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you. You shall be comforted in Jerusalem. You shall see, and your heart shall rejoice. Your bones and shall flourish like the grass, and the hand of the Lord shall be known to his servants, and he shall show his indignation against his enemies. For behold, the Lord will come in fire, and his chariots like the whirlwind to render his anger in fury and his rebuke with flames of fire. For by fire will the Lord enter into judgment and by his sword with all flesh and those slain by the Lord shall be many. Those who sanctify and purify themselves to go into the gardens following one in the midst, eating pig's flesh and the abomination and mice shall come to an end together, declares the Lord. For I know their works And their thoughts, and the time is coming to gather all nations and tongues, and they shall come and see my glory. And I will set a sign among them, and from them I will send survivors to the nations to Tarshish, Pool, and Lud, who draw the bow to Tubal and Javan, to the coastlands far away, that have not heard my fame or seen my glory. And they shall declare my glory among the nations and they shall bring all your brothers from all the nations as an offering to the Lord on horses and in chariots and in litters and on mules and on dromedaries to my holy mountain Jerusalem says the Lord just as the Israelites bring their grain offering in a clean vessel to the house of the Lord and some of them also I will take for priests and for Levites says the Lord for as the new heavens And the new earth that I make shall remain before me says the Lord so shall your offspring and your name remain from new moon to new moon from Sabbath to Sabbath all flesh shall come to worship before me declares the Lord and they shall go out and look on the dead bodies of the men who have rebelled against me for their worm shall not die Their fire shall not be quenched, and they shall be an abhorrence to all flesh. It's a rather sobering ending to a beautiful, bright chapter, but it's all part of the glory of God in judgment and in salvation. I hope one of the things that you've seen throughout Scripture, as we've gone through it over these past two plus years, is that judgment and salvation come together. As God saves his own people, he judges the enemies. The enemies of God and the enemies of his people. As he brings his people in, he scatters and defeats his enemies. So that is the way God works. Judgment and salvation comes together. The first thing that God declares in Isaiah 66 is that all the ways that we think we can give God something or serve God in a way that would put him in our debt or would somehow impress God with the greatness of our sacrifices. All of those things are useless. And what God is looking for is faith and humility and and a responsiveness to his word. The Lord dwells in heaven. Heaven is his throne. The earth is his footstool. There's no house we can build for God where he would actually live. Even the temple in Jerusalem that was called, a house called by his name, to be his footstool on earth is not really his footstool on earth because the whole earth is his footstool and he doesn't live inside of any building and it's just a place for people to come in humility and worship God in faith and hear his word. It's not a place where God is contained and controlled. You see, the big difference between human-devised worship and God-revealed worship is that human-devised worship is all about how humans can contain and control God. How do we get God on our side? How do we get him to do what we want? How do we get him to bless us and what we want? God-revealed worship is all about people knowing the one true God and being overwhelmed by his holiness and his grace, humbled under his hand, and looking to him in faith. God wants people who tremble at his word. He doesn't want all these offerings, even though he commanded them in his word. If people are coming with the idea that I've given God oxen, now he has to bless me, or I've given God a lamb, now he has to forgive me, or I've given God a grain offering, now he has to give me more grain. All this idea that somehow we give to God in order to put him in our debt, God says that's offensive, that's foul. You might as well murder a man or break a dog's neck or offer pig's blood or bless an idol because don't come in thinking you're buying me off or controlling me or putting me under your thumb. No, that is abomination. And the evidence that that's the mindset is when people choose their own ways and do what they want to do. In other words, they say, okay, I'll go to worship. I'll bring God a lamb. I'll offer it up, but then I'm going to go do what I want to do. And God better bless me. (laughs) No, that's not the way it works. That is not the way it works at all. So we come to God and we give to him because he's first given to us. And we don't deserve what he's given to us. We give back to him in humble joy and gratitude. And we seek to do his will. We want to know. We tremble before his word and say, Lord, show yourself to us. And then, yes, we want God to bless us, but we don't want God to bless us in the way of, like, here's what I want to do. I want this job and this much money and this house, and please bless those things. Bless my agenda. No, 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 no. We want to be blessed in the Lord's will for us. We want to be blessed in the Lord's calling of us. That's how we want to be blessed. And so, for those who think they can buy off God or manipulate God or put God in their debt, God says, forget it. No. That's not going to happen. You can talk to me all day long and I ain't going to listen to you. I ain't going to answer you because you're doing what's evil. You don't delight in trying to please me. You need to tremble at my word. Now, those who do tremble at the word of God will be hated by those who call themselves their brothers. But God will take care of all things. Swiftly. Suddenly, in the end, God will take care of all things. The Lord comes to bring recompense to his enemies. And just like that, in the blink of an eye, in the twinkle of an eye, as First Corinthians 15 says, we will be glorified, we will be caught up to meet him in the air as he comes to judge the world. And the entirety of the new creation, the entirety of Mount Zion, the entirety of the redeemed people of God will come into being, will come into glory in a moment. In the twinkling of an eye, at the sound of the last trumpet. It's glorious. We're we're in birth pains now. We're in labor now. We're longing for what's coming. And God says, I'm going to bring it about. I'm not going to shut the womb. So rejoice. Rejoice in hope. Hope of the day that is coming. Rejoice in hope of the day that is coming because you will drink deeply with delight from the glorious abundance the Lord provides. You will have peace like a river, the glory of the nations like an overflowing stream. You will be cared for. You will see the Lord. Your heart will rejoice in the Lord. Your bones will flourish in the Lord. The hand of the Lord will be known to his servants, and he will show indignation against his enemies. For behold, the Lord will come in fire. His chariots like the whirlwind, to render his anger in fury, rebuke with flames of fire. He's going to enter into judgment against all those people who are eating pig's flesh and abominations and mice. And God's going to bring them all to an end together. And then, when the nation sees his glory, he will bring all of his people into the new heavens and the new earth. And we will be with him forever and ever. Chapter 65 talked about living to a hundred years and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Here we get even more like, okay, as permanent as the new heavens and the new earth are going to be, So you and your offspring and your name will remain before me. This is getting us closer to this idea that this is really everlasting life of perfect joy and peace. That day is coming. That day is coming. So right now, we need to not try to think we can manipulate or control God or predict or plan God or get God to bless our... No, we need to set all those things aside and realize how gracious it is that God would speak to us in his word. How gracious it is that God would give us his son. And then we respond to his word with a trembling of faith and an affirmation that says, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I am yours. You are mine. And now Psalm 111. Psalm 111. This is a wonderful psalm of praise, celebrating the greatness of the works of the Lord. Praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart, in the company of the upright, in the congregation. Great are the works of the Lord, studied by all who delight in them. Full of splendor and majesty is his work, and his righteousness endures forever. He has caused his wondrous works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and merciful. He provides food for those who fear him. He remembers his covenant forever. He has shown his people the power of his works in giving them the inheritance of the nations. The works of his hands are faithful and just. All his precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever to be performed with faithfulness and uprightness. He has sent redemption to his people. He has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. It's interesting to come to this psalm after we just finished out Isaiah. and uh, Isaiah 66 and and uh, the new heavens and the new earth and the eternal glory. And really the whole, the whole ball of wax of the book of Isaiah. This is like a good response to it because... We see the works of the Lord in judging the nations, in blessing his people, in in preserving his people, in, in providing salvation for his people, in the precious promises of the glorious hope of his future, of the future of his people. And here is a great hymn of praise to God for this. I'm going to give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. Where am I going to do it? In the company of the upright in the congregation. This is a call to be a part of God's church, a part of God's people, because as we saw through Isaiah and as we see throughout the whole Bible, God's not working to save individual people, private persons. He's working to save his people and to gather them together in his church. And in the end, we'll be the glorious holy city in the new heavens and the new earth as the people of God. God's works are great, uh, whether his works are in judgment, In wrath and fury or whether his works are in saving love and grace or in redeeming and transforming power, his works are great. And if you delight in God, you'll study his works. You'll want to know his works better. His work is full of splendor and majesty because God is full of splendor and majesty. Splendor refers to the outshining of his glory and majesty is the kingliness of his reign. His righteousness endures forever he remembers his covenant forever his praise endures forever i love this right after the new heavens and the new earth forever and ever we will see god's righteousness we will benefit from his covenant we will sing his praise there the works of his hands and his precepts are established forever and ever never ever will we grow tired of praising god Or will God's splendor and majesty not be on display? Or will his covenant ever be broken? Or will he fail to be uh, remembered and celebrated by his people in his wondrous works? He is great. He is worthy. We should be fearing him now. We should be praising him now. We should be studying his works now. And we should be showing his works to the nations. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for calling us to be your people. Thank you for giving us life in your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for the wondrous works of creation, of salvation, of judgment, of eternal glory yet to come. You are wonderful. Your righteousness, your splendor, your majesty, your praise is far beyond our imagination and will endure forever and ever. Help us to praise you today. Help us to follow you today. Help us to trust you today. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So thanks for joining me for Psalm 66 and Psalm, Psalm 66, Isaiah 66 and Psalm 111. I hope you have a blessed day in the Lord.